Welcome to Treasure Time Podcast, which is all about growing up happy. You're here with podcast hosts Sophia Giblin and Nicole McDonald, the founders of Treasure Time. And they're here to offer advice on building your children's resilience during difficult times. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for bite-sized, playful tips and activities that can easily be implemented straight away to help support your family's mental and emotional health and well-being. Hey, it's Sophia and Nicole. Welcome to the Treasure Time podcast, Growing Up Happy. So today's podcast is all about playing when you actually find play times quite boring or maybe a bit repetitive or kind of dull. So Nicole, how has this episode come about? Well, there's so much advice out there at the moment on how to spend time playing with your child. And just people are being really, really generous. There's loads of free ideas on what to do, lots of group sharing ideas. And, and all that is absolutely fantastic. I think, though, a lot of parents already know that they should be playing with their children. And in reality, it's about finding the time or managing to prioritize it that can be hard for us all. That's one of the, you know, trying to look at the rainbows and the hope in this lockdown period is that there is actually time that we can carve out for our children to play that we we maybe didn't have in our sort of really busy, incredibly scheduled lives. I know that I used to find playtimes a bit dull and I'm naturally a pretty playful person. And what I've noticed in starting Treasure Time is that it's my relationship with the play that's really changed. What advice do you have, Sophia, for parents on what they can do for when they, they, when they just find the play boring or repetitive or, you know, just are a bit lost at what to do? But it's quite normal to find children's play a bit boring because children like to do things at the level that they're at, the most advanced level that they're at, which is obviously not as advanced as the level that we're at. Um, so they might also do things over and over again, the same things, and it, it might become quite repetitive. Um, but once you realize that play is more about the relationship between yourself and the child, it becomes more interesting. So it is a, a subtle mindset shift from actually even being involved or looking at what it is they're doing uh, to being more involved in how it is that you're relating with each other and also how your child is relating to the play. And once you can understand the some of the reasoning behind it, it becomes more interesting because we could become a little bit more curious about the child. And that's when it becomes more interesting. Something that I learned early on as a play therapist is that being a play therapist actually has so much more to do with the relationship between yourself and the child and the relationship between the child and the play. Yeah, that, I, I totally relate to that, having you know, learned to be a treasure time parent. I, I often found actually that when I was into into the play, it became teaching really quickly or really easily. So I couldn't help myself. It was especially like when the boys were younger, for example, it was um, little teaching challenges cropped up, like let's group all the red cars together. Let's count all the red color cars. Um, it just it just happened like that. So when it, it became really about the outcome of what we were playing together rather than the play itself. So Listening to you, I, it's really clear that my default mode as an adult relating to play is different to how children play. 
And I, I'd basically run out of ideas pretty quickly to keep them entertained. And I'd get bored and I'd think, oh, let's move on from this. And oh, do you want a snack? <laughs> you know, I'd, I, I'd, I'd run out of steam myself. But I definitely was approaching it about the game, not, not the relationship. Yeah, and I think that's that's really normal because that's how we relate to play as adults. And we wouldn't, I think that's something that we all do when we think about play. What what do we think about that is something that children do that they enjoy doesn't necessarily involve us, to be honest, a lot of the time. But there are ways that we can get involved in the play. Um, and also play is not designed to be focused on the outcome, but is actually Purely for enjoyment, the actual definition of play is something that you engage in or no set purpose. Uh, so as adults, we like to structure things. We like to become the teacher. But in play, the aim should be to allow the child to become the teacher, for them to show you. And then you become the student and your role is much more passive and um, less active. I really, really like that. It's a totally different, it's really subtle, but it's a completely different mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah. So you mentioned that getting um, that the play gets much more interesting when it's about the relationship. What exactly do you mean by that, Sophia? So we have to recognise that our role in the play is to sit on our hands. It's not about getting involved or being the leader, which is often quite hard for us as adults because we're so used to being the leader, the teacher, the person in charge. But actually in play, we should just sit back, sit on our hands, not get overly involved and let the child lead. And then what you can start to do when you're in that position of being more passive, so being in the, in the passenger seat and not the driver's seat, is that we can start to notice our children and tune into them, how they're behaving, what are they doing, what are their emotions when they're playing. And it becomes more interesting because we can actually be a bit more present. We don't have to be thinking or guiding or leading or entertaining either. That's, that's not the point of play. Children will entertain themselves. They don't need us to do that for them. So when what we can do is sit back and just, just notice and become curious and watch and wonder. And what happens is that we, we become then a bit more absorbed in the wonder of our own child and see them through new eyes rather than focusing on the play all the time. And something that you might notice when you play with your child is where are your eyes? If your eyes are more often on what they're creating, I challenge you to put your eyes on your child and actually don't look at what they're creating because that's not what it's about. Put your eyes on the child and see what they're doing. Notice the subtle little facial movements or their smiles or the way they flick their hair. And, and you can feed that back to them as well. And what it says to them is that I've, I notice you, I see you um, and I care about you. And they're the, the, the types of messages that you want to be communicating in your play. Not I see what you're playing and that's really good and well done. And I really like what you've done. That's not the role that, that we should really be taking in play. So it's a, it is a, a subtle mindset shift. I, I love the way you've just described it because that is exactly what I found when doing Treasure Time with my boys. And it was such a quick change. Um, it was suddenly wasn't about what we were playing at all. It wasn't about how to win the game, how to play the game, how to complete the puzzle, you know, how much glitter they put on the, the piece of paper. Um, I genuinely loved that I could I gradually was able to see Callum more and more for who he was and what, what the really magic bit was that we both found so much calmness and comfort in the playtimes together because we felt closer and closer and closer and it was almost like you know the relationship was 
like I was seeing this relationship for the first time as a two-way thing. And I know that sounds almost utterly ridiculous, but the play became a tool to become closer to each other. And this has been like magic fairy dust for our relationship. Yes, there's something that's really useful to look at, actually, when thinking about how to make play a little bit more interesting, is to look at our seven principles of treasure time. And we've actually put these together as a little Instagram series that you can have a look at if you go over to our Instagram at Treasure Time UK. And what we were doing is posting these principles as seven tips for calmer, happier children during lockdown. But let's talk just about the first principle, which is letting the child lead. Now, this is the most important principle because it sets the foundation for being a treasure time parent and doing treasure time play. Because when we let the child lead, they can show us exactly how they want to do it. They can be in charge and we don't have to always be in charge and entertaining them. Actually, when we allow them to do that, it gives them a sense of control. It helps them to express themselves as they are as an individual. It helps them to feel um develop a a better sense of self. What is it I like? What do I want to do? And I get to choose. And so in this sense, we, we take that more passive passenger seat role and let the child be the driver and let the child be the active one. And actually it's, it's exhausting trying to be in charge all the time as parents, right? (laughs) I definitely agree with you there, Sophia. Starting with letting the child lead was something that I I did really struggle with. Um, I like to be in control. And I thought as a parent that it was my role to be in control. And, and, and it's been a little bit of a minefield of unraveling what are the grown up responsibilities I definitely should have and where I should let the boys lead, you know? And, and I found that everything else just flowed more easily when I became this sort of more passive parent. And, and I was so surprised. It sounds crazy, but I was like, wow, I'm trying so much less. I'm being less involved. I'm, I'm being this, like, I'd describe it as more of an attentive companion. And my enjoyment of the play became richer and richer. And I suddenly just love Treasure Time. Like, I looked forward to it as much as the boys. And the, the magic again came when I got better and better at doing that in Treasure Time sessions. And then I let it spill into the rest of our day-to-day life. And that, that is really, it was beautiful to see how things that were a struggle just stopped being so much of a struggle. I stopped being so exhausted all the time. It was things, things just worked. There was this lovely flow between me and the boys in a way that just didn't exist before. Yeah, I think that can be the, this, um, as you described it, sort of the need to be in charge or maybe the feeling of, well, that's my job as a parent to be in charge and to, to look after the boys and make sure that they're learning and they're, they're developing and that control that we have or perceive that we need, it, you know, it can feel really hard to let go of. But as soon as you give children the space and capacity to take charge and to be in, in the lead, um, it, it feels so much better for them and it feels so much better for us. It is the natural way things are supposed to be in play. So. This is a really wonderful way of practicing, actually, allowing children to be in charge and allowing them to lead the play. So we just follow. They're the teacher. We're the student for a little bit. We can take a back seat. We can sit on our hands. So something that I recommend that we do next time you're playing with your child, even if you're playing a game with rules, and we'll talk about rules in a further session, 
but let the child be the person who's teaching you. So you just sit on your hands and you play like you don't know, don't have all of the answers. Let the child teach you. So uh, that's the top tip from, from principle number one of Treasure Time, which is letting the child lead. Oh, thank you so much, Sophia. So if any of our listeners can try out letting your child lead this week, try the first principle and post your experiences, tag us at Treasure Time UK and you'll be entered into a draw to win the Treasure Time course and a year's worth of membership to the exclusive Facebook community where you can access loads of advice and weekly Q&As with Sophia. Don't forget to add hashtag Treasure Time and we can't wait to hear how your experience goes. And thank you so much for listening. So tune in for our next episode where we will be covering the next principles from the Treasure Time session. So we'll be going through all of the seven principles and these will also help you to have calmer, happier children during lockdown with some top tips. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. See you at our next episode. See you. Bye. Bye. This episode was produced by a podcast company. If you're thinking about making a podcast and changing lives just like the show you just heard, then make sure to drop me an email, jason at apodcastcompany.com. And let's see if we can help you like we've helped Treasure Time.